Good morning. This Good is morning. this is Hap May with a legal play. All right, and I am Chelsea Alasi. Um, Hap, I've got an interesting question for you today. Okay. Why does a hitman need a tax plan? Okay, that's a fun question to deal with. And basically, that's that that's a lead into the discussion of uh, why things that might be deemed criminal activity may be taxable and how that plays into both the, the compliance with the tax code and potential prosecution. Yeah. Uh, of, uh, and I, I do want to back up just a little bit, um, just speaking of our client base. Do we currently represent any hitman? I, I, I do not know of anybody we currently represent who is either a hitman or being accused of being a hitman. That we know of. However, I mean, one of the reasons this topic comes up is there was a point where I actually did represent somebody. This is going over 30 years ago. But but I did have uh, a, a number of criminal lawyers that had a case where a man was accused of being a hitman and having done you know murder for hire arrangements and stuff like that. And uh, they were concerned uh, that in addition to that case, uh, which ultimately he was acquitted of in the process, but they were worried that, that in addition to that, they may go after him for income tax evasion, not reporting income, you know, things, think, things of things of that nature. And and the, the prosecutor federal prosecutors do this. The most famous case is the Al Capone case, mm -hmm. where Al Capone was a uh, prohibition era mobster uh, who uh, sold booze and made a bunch of money. Yeah. And he called booze and then, you know, hires it. it, 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 it if you're not familiar with it, you know, that's going back to the 1930s. Yeah, but Al Capone, I mean. Okay, Al, Al, Al Capone, where I mean, it was a very, very interesting historic character uh, in the process. But they couldn't they couldn't get him they, on, on any they, any of the actual criminal charges. Right, so they couldn't get it. They couldn't get him on, on uh, selling, uh, the selling, the illegal selling of booze during prohibition. Nor of any of the hits or you know uh, you know violent crimes that uh, kind of went along with uh, with that territory, but he did live a lifestyle and have a lot of money and property and wealth, and he didn't pay income tax, mm -hmm. and they were able to prove that, and for that they were then able to uh, convict him of income tax evasion, put him in prison for almost all the rest of his life. They only let him out uh, after he was sort of mentally, but not mentally competent uh, at that point in time. He did spend some time in Alcatraz as a result of that. So even though they couldn't prove kind of the underlying crime, there is a crime for uh, income tax evasion, and he was prosecuted for that. And then it's done, you know, not on a routine basis, but oftentimes uh, I have been called in on a case where uh, a criminal is accused of a lot of things, and their criminal defense attorneys want to make sure they pay their pay their taxes. And there's some some you know discussions I've had with both staff people and, and, and other people in the profession. Because there are a lot of accountants, so tax professionals, who take that case. And uh, uh, but I, my attitude is a little different. That here I have somebody who wants to pay tax, who wants to comply. Now, given his motivations, are not you know. What, what we normally have, but but you know, why should somebody who has some income wants to put it on a tax return, wants to pay taxes on it, not be able to do so because they're not a tax professional in this case? Right, and I, I do want to you know say 
we keep using the word criminal and, and that can be anywhere on the spectrum, you know. Yes. And yeah. whether or not they are, are are guilty or innocent, we're just trying to help them comply with, you know, the tax regulations. And, and that's true. That's true. I mean, that's the process. And, and uh, a lot of times I don't even meet these in the process from the lawyers and over the information. We get information 1099s, look at bank accounts and things like that. A few cases I've seen uh, and talked to them. Had them either sign the in the old days actually sign a tax return and file it by mail. Nowadays, sign the authorization for us to e-file right in the process. And uh, it's it's now that's a little different than the tax plan. Right. But I mean it's 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 a plan by which the uh, accused person would make sure that they are in tax compliance. And they, you know, I guess a good general plan to have for anybody, criminal or otherwise, hitman or otherwise, is uh, if you do have some kind of accession to wealth, some kind of income, right? Maybe pay taxes. Go yes. ahead and go ahead and file file your tax returns. Yes, that that, that is that is good advice. Process uh, because you know, whether or not the money was legitimately earned, whether it was legally earned. Uh, the fact that it it's now there is in fact income that there should be some taxes paid on. Yeah. In the process. Yeah. And in my in my federal income tax at law school, that was kind of an that was a fun fun class uh, looking at you know these these people in history who had criminal cases, and their biggest issue was the fact that they had not paid income tax on their income from these you know illegal activities. Right. And the IRS didn't care how you got it; they just wanted you to. Right, and and you know a lot pay of, over your taxes. A, a lot of times, people that have committed no crime that don't file tax returns or don't don't declare all their income typically aren't prosecuted when, when audits come and major adjustments are had. Uh, but if you couple that with the fact that there is you know an accusation or an ongoing criminal investigation or perhaps of you know ongoing indictments for more serious uh, criminal offenses, they can easily add on the if income tax uh, evasion charge and maybe make that stick when some of the other some of the other cases won't stick. So yeah. what's the difference between you know making sure you get your tax your tax filings in versus having a tax plan? Well, I mean a tax plan. I, I, I've sat down with people. So it's okay. Over, you know, here's my business plan. You know, I'm going to invest in this business over the next 10, 15 years. I am going to build that business. And here's the projected revenues for that business. And then, you know, I get I plan eventually to get either in whole or in part start to, to uh, have an exit plan that kicks in seven, 10, you know, 15 years later in the process. And you've got to tan, tan out, okay, initial investment depreciation. And, and you figure out, you match how much cash is going to be being put in, how much cash is going to be taken out when the tax consequences hit. Uh, so and you that, have to say, though, ethically speaking, if, if you are planning to open a hitman business, if you want someone I, to, to I, help you plan your, you know, your, your yeah, income yeah, and tax. Yeah, that, 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 is, that is an assignment I will not make. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. We, we would be obligated to report any any criminal activity that we know would be happening yeah, if, it, yeah. if it came across our desk. <laughs> On another uh, uh, cases that I've had back during the 80s that were the savings alone, uh, fraud, fraud cases where borrowers borrowed a lot of money 
and then the market crashed. There have been some false financial statements given. And many of those did wind up getting prosecuted. Some of them, some of them went to prison. You know, but a lot of them wound up with these pretty big judgments against them. Uh, FDIC and other other federal agencies that guarantee loans. Uh, Resolution Trust Corporation was formed just to do that. And they found themselves in a bunch of problems. And, some, and many of them came to me in the process and says, you, you know, is this taxable income in the process? And, you know, although it varied from case to case, uh, I can remember one case where I mean, somebody had borrowed $200 million, bought a bunch of real estate with it. Uh, then, you know, the market crashed, the foreclosures, a lot of selling that uh, real estate for $100 million. So, hey, they paid $200 million. They sold it for $100 million. They, you know, they have $100 million to pay off this. They still owe it. But there's no real income because they still owed the money in the process. Mm-hmm. So that was the case where, you know, by and large, some cases where they probably did earn fees or something. But if they just still continue to owe the money, um, that's not income. Borrowing, borrowing money by itself, even though you have this, you know, the asset that you purchase or cash that you got from getting the loan, that is not income. So some of those, uh, we could honestly say, in filing a tax return, they didn't pay taxes because they didn't have income. Right. So what's what's the summary? What's the takeaway? Why does a hitman or anyone need a tax plan? Uh, one, because you need to file your taxes. Two, because if you have this underlying accusation of, uh, of criminal activity, you have extra scrutiny. And so you don't want to compound your problems by not having filed or paid your taxes. That's pretty good in a nutshell, I think. Right. Okay. Well, this is Hat Man with Legal Play. And if you like this video, you find it useful, please like and subscribe and share to your friends. Thank you. Thanks, Hat.